0: Hello and welcome to the How to Hobby Podcast. I'm your host, John Power, joined once again by my menace, Sean Bennett. He's here to bring us through all of his wonderful, wonderful life activities that have been going on. And I think, Sean, I just missed you, man.
1: <laughs> I've missed you too. It, it has been quite a while since we've hopped on a call. Uh, just the insanity of life, of new jobs, new areas, new everything, new year, and uh, it's been a hot minute. So it's it's really good to see you again. It's good to see you too, man. And I think uh,
0: since since we've been on hiatus here to start off the new year, we had this great. We brought in all the hype to get everybody <laughs> all excited with with how to hobby, and then it was poof, but just just so everybody knows up front here we're we're back and this is going to be a a continual back-to-back week the reason why we stopped and i just want to let the right up front let you know what happened and you know maybe some some people may say oh this isn't you should have just kept going uh my laptop could not handle the load of the how-to hobby podcast boys. uh i don't know what was going on but the the sound went a wall when i was spending time in kind of this more temporary living space. I didn't have my, my, uh, my trusty PC that I have now. And well, it, it, it didn't go too well. So, but Sean, tell me, tell me something about something you're excited about coming out of our little break, anything big, anything to report to the listeners,
1: to me. Uh, The, the big thing is, it just kind of sometimes the universe, things just align. and the the having issues with your mic and and everything that we were dealing with here, the technical issues we we're trying, buying replacements, everything we were trying to do. <laughs> uh, trusty listeners, we tried everything. Um, it kind of gave me some time to focus on what i had going on so if any of the listeners don't know john and i both recently started new jobs Um, he moved out to arizona to start a really really cool engineering job out there and i uh, moved to a job in northern san diego doing uh, project management for medical devices for engineering services for designing developing and producing uh, consumable medical devices, COVID tests, pregnancy tests, uh, cancer screenings, things like that. So I started a new job and very quickly learned how overwhelming it can be to move into a new industry, a new job, a new career path. And uh, yeah, it's it's been an intense couple of months working to learn as much as I possibly can and be the project manager that I want to be for my team. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's been insanity, but it's, it's been good. That's what I, I wanted. So
0: insanity can be good in small doses. So hopefully the insanity is, is tapering off.
1: It is, it is with every day as I learn more and I get more familiar with it, it's, it's getting better, um, and it's just awesome, but for anybody out there who's made a career change and if you've ever felt like you were just overwhelmed that things weren't going your way, it's pretty common. Um, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been rough. So um just remember to to take a deep breath and and remember why you're doing it, what you're doing it for and and what kind of a person you are. i I heard a quote today. That really spoke to me, um, and I'm going to get a little floofy, floofy here, but uh, it was just something that I've been dealing with an incredible amount of stress and pressure at work. And I heard a quote, and it was, "Character is who you are under pressure, not who you are when everything is fine." And that was something that's just been sticking with me lately. Is uh, it's how you handle the pressure is is tells who you are as a person. So I just wanted to to say that.
0: Oh, I agree. I, I agree 100 percent, Sean. And coming out of the situation that I've been through. Yeah. Uh, getting acquiring house number two has been uh, man. Talk about I think we we were both in a similar, similar state of mind, mm-hmm. manic chaos. <laughs> and uh, I'm right there with you. If If you can't stick to that positive mindset through the whole through throughout the insanity, then you're not you're not going to you're not going to win, man. Nope, and uh, we have to win in life, and I mean by mindset. I'm not talking about standing on top of the podium, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking about having a positive mindset. We talk about it all all the time here on on our channel, uh, and and just what it means to us to to keep that positivity throughout life in every in every different hobby and every different challenge that may come up, whether it be work, professional, personal. Uh we're always going to say the same thing. Now Sean, I do have something to let you know that I that happened last week that I'm super excited about. Tell excited me. excited I I've, I've actually kept this one under wraps. I didn't want to I to keep it live and juicy. Um but me and my sister are going to be doing Mount Whitney 2022, Ooh. baby, here nice. we come. We're going to close out the year. It's a fall hike. Uh, getting close to end out the season. And man, am I excited. We got the news. We're going to be hiking, hiking the big one, the tallest in the lower 48. I'm going to get to lead my sister to the top, which is something that I've wanted to do for a number of years here. And finally it, it worked out. So even amidst the chaos, I was, I was, I was over there, you know, putting I like in the, it. The lottery. <laughs> I like it. So you've done Whitney before, right? Yeah, this will be okay. if if we're successful, it will be number four. As wow.
1: wow. And this will be your sister's first time out there. Yep. Yep. Ooh, that's awesome. That's so cool that you're able to share that experience with her and, and lead her on that. I think that, that's so rad.
0: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And I think it's going to be, we're going to set a new speed power family speed record. That's what we're <laughs> going to, that's what we're going to go for the power record, the power record. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that'll be, uh, that'll be fun to push her a little bit. And she's been up to those altitudes before. So you am going to do the camping and no, I'm just excited. It's, it's great to be able to share. Like you said, you've, we have mentioned this in the past, but sharing those moments with people Mm -hmm. either either your your own self or sitting next to somebody man that it can be so special so uh yeah i'll keep you guys posted as we're getting closer to that you know we can talk gear we can talk
1: absolutely
0: uh, i mean what what do you need to know sean just just ask questions as we're getting close (laughs) and i will let you know all the details it's pretty simple
1: Cause we, we've done a, we've done a hiking episode, but we, this is another kind of hiking. And for anyone who's not familiar with Whitney, I encourage you to go, you know, look it up because it's, it's an insane feat that John has already accomplished three times, which is more than most people will ever do in terms of hiking this insanity. So, uh, it's, it's just cool. It's just cool. That's a really good goal for yourself to push, push through the rest of the year and get to that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. definitely drives you forward so but let's uh before we get any any closer to the end here uh we're still in the opening stages of the podcast we do have social media ladies and gentlemen if you're interested in following us uh we have an instagram how to hobby podcast a twitter uh we have a a gmail account if you want to send us a line how to hobby podcast at gmail.com sean watches that like a hawk and yep. the best way to connect with us is actually how to hobby podcast.com. That's where we, we put all of our, our clips and our, and our super secret best forms on that, uh, on that podcast. I'm just joking. We, we don't have any <laughs> clips yet. One day no, we, will get
1: we, <laughs> we will one day. I'm still, I'm still a budding, uh, website designer. So I'm still learning, learning as we go, but, um, I think the key with the website is it's a great place to read up on us and then also contact us. If you have any content you specifically want us to go through or talk about, uh, we will just drop us on the contact us page and we'll go through that and uh, go ahead and put some together. If you have people you want to interview or be interviewed or for us to interview, just drop it there and we'll, we'll go ahead and work our way through that.
0: That's right. And when uh Black Rifle Coffee wants to sponsor Sean, not John, <laughs> uh, he will be very happy because you're still uh are is it does the trend still contend continue into 2022? Are you a the Black trend, Rifle true truther?
1: The trend does continue. It's to the point actually that uh, I don't know if you're aware, but they went public on the market. So you can oh. actually <laughs> trade you can actually trade you can trade in BRCC stock now. Um yeah, they oh, went public with their company, so they're it's it's insane uh, what they're doing. So ERCC stock, oh my yep. goodness, look at this a little IPO action. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, they all went right. Public about a month ago, a uh, month or two ago, something like that. So pretty spin- good market cap, three point six seven B. That's
0: uh that's that's a B. That's a B. It's that's, it's it's a big B. Alien uh, with a B. Very cool. Well, that's yeah. Um, yeah. Well, when they get ready to reach out to you, not me, um, <laughs> they can they can give you the coffee, and I will just then I'll you can give me the coffee. Uh,
1: yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> we'll just be sponsored. <laughs> and it's, it's, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> um, so tonight we're going to be jumping into something that we're really excited about. Episode one of. 2022 was a big deal for Sean and I. We, we started a new series called The Deep Dive, and it's something that we're really excited to continue tonight. Uh, and it's where we take some of the previous hobbies that we've talked about and, and dive deep. Uh, we go through the, the various life lessons that each and every hobby has taught us from discipline to time management, how to take chances and make mistakes, and we fill it with so much more. You know the how-to hobby way. We don't just drop you some knowledge. We provide you with value the whole way through. Isn't that right, Sean?
1: That's exactly right. We we at least attempt to. Um, so if you have any tips and uh, value added, let me know. But um, yeah, our, our goal with the deep dives is we've gone through more of the technical side of some of the hobbies that John and I are, are involved in. And now we want to help the viewers understand what these hobbies mean to us and why we encourage you guys to get into them too.
0: That's right. And what they're going to bring you in life. So tonight we have a special one close to Sean's heart. We're going to be going through shooting and then we're going to jump into streaming and, and in between, it's going to be a very, a very fun podcast. So we hope you stick around to the end and, and uh, take in the sultry vibes of Sean Bennett and Johnny P But Sean, let's, 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 uh, you can lead off here with the shooting. I call you the shooting extraordinaire. (laughs) You take on all sorts of crazy risks going to be from going to Texas trip to researching new guns. You do it all (laughs) to the best.
1: I, I try to. So, uh, I don't even know where to start the shooting for me and just firearms in general, um, I grew up in a house that was very anti-firearm. Um, uh, we had crossbows. That was the closest I was going to get. And, but my mom was very anti-gun. Are, are we she, talking the, the like medieval crossbow? Like yeah, this so the, was
0: back from my, 15. My, is that the <laughs> medieval? Fourteen hundred.
1: fairly more modern, but my dad did have a 75, uh, foot pole, 75 pound pole on the, uh, crossbow, which is pretty insane. Um, but the most we ever shot at was pizza boxes. We never really did anything crazy with it. It was more just a something fun to have, it was not practical as a home defense uh setup. Um, because I when I was a kid, I couldn't even pull it back. So uh I grew up in a house that was pretty anti-gun and really in a state that's very anti-gun growing up in California. And so wait, uh, they're anti-gun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The guy who now lives in Arizona. PRCC.
0: <laughs> uh, um, you're going to be yeah. contacting me.
1: Yeah, there you go. So uh, it wasn't really until I was in my mid twenties, which I say was like super long ago. It was only a couple of years, years. Uh, but, you know, I, I, really decided I wanted to do something different. I wanted to, to try something new. And so I decided to get into just researching firearms, just learning about them, learning as much about them as I could, uh, trying to see if this was something for me. Was this something really that just didn't, it didn't just sound cool. It was something that I actually had interest in. And, you know, I bought a couple of books. I bought uh, some textbooks, um, some of the original textbooks written for gun manufacturing. Uh, I was reading as much as I could subscribe to magazines. And part of what really sparked my interest is as an engineer, I've, I still dream of finding the industry that calls to me, and for a while, the firearms industry was calling to me. When I started learning more about it, so I, I had dreams and aspirations of becoming a weapons designer, um, working at Glock or working at Sig up in New Hampshire, and you know, becoming a design engineer for them. And it still may happen. Uh, I still I still get the job postings, but that kind of led me down the path of not just wanting to get into. Learning about guns, but learning how they worked, the mechanics, the designs of of how they're, how they're designed, and it really allowed me to connect more with them rather than just something fun to do. It was like, oh, I understand how this works, and so that was kind of what took me down that path. And you know, I've built a couple of guns, I've purchased a couple of guns, I plan on buying a lot more. Um, I gone to the range. I went out to Texas. And uh you know, did that whole oh, 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 oh. but,
0: but we're going we're going a little too fast i gotta <laughs> I gotta slow down the roll here before we get into texas
1: i'm
0: I'm just curious, have you acquired any new guns? What was the last you can't just talk about the guns and then move
1: on we gotta that's fair that's was, fair what what what's the what are the children doing these days? so I actually haven't acquired any new guns in a while um not because I don't want to, but because I don't know enough to buy the next one I want. I'm still oh, okay. researching. So my dream right now is I really want to get into hunting. Uh, it's something I'm working towards. I took the California hunter safety education course. I got certified there. Um, you know, I'm part of a couple hunting groups on social media, and I'm trying to learn as much as I can, uh, before getting into it. And I'm actually taking a course in June where I'm flying to Washington and spending a week in uh, Kettle Falls, Washington, just North of Spokane. And, uh, with, uh, the human nature hunting school and I'm spending, you know, four days out there learning how to hunt, bow hunting, uh, rifle, archery, um, a bunch of different things, foraging, and then also, you know, breaking an animal down and, uh, packing it out. So, That's, that's where I'm going. And the reason I haven't purchased anything new is I want to go to that course with a fresh mindset and use what they can provide the weapons that they have so that I can take the lessons from that and then purchase my own because it's not a small investment to buy guns. That's the one thing that really is tough when you get into it, it becomes a passion is it's a very, very expensive hobby to get into. And so, uh, that's the one thing that's been kind of holding me back. I don't want to pull the trigger on that much money without, you know, kind of getting my hands on something. So, so. so
0: what would you get? You, you get a hunting rifle first. Is that, yeah. So,
1: uh... yep. So I'm looking at something like a Tika, um, a nice lightweight hunting rifle, ultralight hunting rifle that would allow me to hike with it. Uh, but also it's a large enough caliber that I could actually hunt in California with it, which shocking, we do have a large amount of hunting in California, um, not so much in wow. SoCal. Most of SoCal is all out in the desert, but there's actually a lot of ram hunting out there. Most of the the other hunting is more north from here. but it is a shocking amount of hunting in California. So are we talking like up 101 north like in the kind of more
0: pasture,
1: area of california kind of yeah more of the north like central california northeast where it's a lot more mountainous and farmland Mm. um there's actually a lot of hogs up in norcal where they're destroying property and things like that so you can actually go out there and hunt um i eventually do also want to get into um small caliber hunting so like a 22 Doing like ground oh, yeah. ground squirrels, tree squirrels or rabbit hunting and things like that. So oh
0: man, I gotta I gotta break it down. My buddy one time had he I have the best small caliber shot story. My buddy, he used to live out east, rural east. Um uh, I forget what the webs or the exit is. It's out um just north. It's north of um Sunset Highway. So it's oh, like yeah. out, okay, it's out. In that yep. area, and they lived mm-hmm. on a good amount of land. And there was a a little, I, fr- I think it was a squirrel or a rabbit of some type. It was a smaller rodent. And my buddy walks out of his front door. I was new to California. I came from the East Coast, and I I, I had just met these boys. These were newer acquaintances of mine. So that was, this is like one of the first times I spent time with them in, at their house. Okay. And it was, you know, so I was taking it all in. I was like, all right, this is crazy. And then one of the elder brothers of my good buddy walked out the front door of his house with a 22. And I'm just standing there, like, what's going on? And he's like, see that over there? I was like, what is that? And it was a small rodent of some type. And it was standing on top of the rock. And he sighted in. He literally had the iron sights with like, he flipped it <laughs> down. And it was, it, dude, it was like, It was badass. Straight out of a movie. Yeah, he comes out. He's like, shoot that over there. And he's like, he sights it in, then flips down the iron and goes and boom. And yeah, I mean, it's a 22. It was not. (laughs) So it wasn't a boom, but imagine it. And the thing drops and everybody just starts freaking out. And I'm just like, I'm not used to. Like what's welcome going to on?
1: California.
0: <laughs> yeah, this was definitely not what was happening in the city. So I was like, what is going on? And run over there. Dude, he got him right through the back of the neck. Like it was like a perfect shot. Wow. The thing was done. Like, you know, instant kill. Anyway, it was clean and I was very impressed. And um, you know, so that's just my little small caliber graphic story. Sorry, listeners. <laughs>
1: That's, that's awesome. Uh, that is that is the definition of California for not just being a city, California, because when people think of California, they generally think of San Diego, L.A. and San Francisco. And so what people don't realize is there is that's only like it's a high percentage of the population of California, but it's a very low percentage of the actual California square footage. So like when you go outside of those cities, there is a shocking amount of open land and oh, hunting yeah. and shooting and a lot of stuff that people just don't associate with California. Oh, it's wonderful.
0: Yeah. That, and this was, this is East County boys. Like they will oh, yeah. forever live in East <laughs> County and, and they, and they love it. And I, I have no problem with it. I think at this point, um, Alpine one of my favorite cities in San Diego. It's just mm-hmm. It's super fun. There's a lot of there, there's just a lot more uh, open mindedness up there, which is great. Yep. So anyway, continue with your I, I want to hear how you're diving in here, Sean, with all this.
1: Yeah, the shooting. So, <laughs> so a lot of the. Like you can get into a hobby and you can get into it and then you can get out of it really easily, very fast. Um, It's something that I'm really good at is getting, picking something up, getting really interested in it and then putting it down, picking up the next thing, getting into it, putting it down. And so shooting has been one of those hobbies that because I know how quickly you can completely forget everything that you know how to do. It's one Mm. of those ones that if you are not practicing, you're actively losing those skills. And so that is what is so much fun about firearm, being a firearm owner and actually taking it seriously is making sure that you practice and making sure that you have the right equipment and you're training and you know what you're doing, you're taking classes and you know, you're not just a one time. Yeah, I got my, I passed the test so I can buy guns and I'm just going to buy a bunch and never know what I'm doing with them. Um, that's th- those are the kinds of people that give firearm owners a bad rap and why some of the, even some of the people who are listening to this might be judging myself and John for our love of firearms and our love of, of the, of the world of shooting. And it's because there are a lot of bad actors that just do it because they want to be able to do it, not do it because it's something that they're interested in or that they are taking seriously. So, um,
0: well, that's something that I've always really liked about your philosophy behind when you talk about shooting, you're always into, when you talk about talking about discipline, you always go to the basics and you mm-hmm. always start with taking courses on how to be safe yep. about how, the process, and I think that's such a a huge thing to bring into every hobby. If you can take that level of detail oriented thinking, you know going down to the nuts and bolts of every hobby, especially something like shooting you're going to be which again every hobby you can go in with a any type of mindset you want you don't have to go in and yep. be safety or discipline oriented about how to get better or rudimentary in your technique you can literally just like you said if
1: you have money to blow you can go all in and yep kind of make some mistakes yep and and be unsafe and that that's that's the scariest part for me is i love telling people like everybody should get into firearms one because it's awesome it is so much fun. And two, because it breaks a lot of the stigmas and the misinterpretations that the media portrays for firearm owners. Um, the big thing for me getting into to guns is that it was something I did not grow up with. And that was the biggest, really, when I, when I look at the, the things that I've learned from this and yeah, I've learned discipline, Having fun taking classes, anything like that. But the one thing that I really learned is you don't have to only go with the hobbies of things that you're familiar with. That's like the number one lesson I learned. I knew nothing. Nothing about guns. I had held a couple of guns in my life. My grandpa lives in Arkansas and he's a gun collector. I'd shot a couple of guns out there, but I had no idea what I was doing. Um, you know, I think my dad had taken me to the range one time when I was a kid, but really I didn't know what I was doing. And that was terrifying because it was a whole new world. And I had no friends who really did it either. I had nobody who I could go to and talk about and learn with. And so it was all on my own uh, having to do the, the research. And so basically the lesson that I take from it is you, you can go for hobbies that are very far outside your comfort zone as long as you're willing to put the work in. And that that was really where it came down to me. I had to sit down and I had to say, I could go out just buy something because I know I have the funds to do so, but I need to be responsible and I need to subscribe to magazines. I mean, I've got just on my bed because I moved them off my desk. I mean, I've got I've subscribed to Eastman's Journal, so I got bow hunting magazines, um, rifle hunting magazines. I've subscribed to Backcountry Journal, so like I take the research aspect very, very serious when I pick up a hobby, um, and you know, it's that's the one thing it taught me is, or two things. You don't have to go with hobbies you're familiar with and you get out of a hobby, what you put in, if you're willing to put in the time and the effort, you'll get really good at it.
0: Well, and and you're searching for something different here. I mean, you're, you're really digging deep and trying to understand something to a level in which isn't required. And I think that's another, that, you know, that's something that you have probably developed over time of interacting with multiple hobbies Mm -hmm. and why again we were were kind of on the same page but we're big fans of hobbies and what they show us each and every time and so you know you I remember when you got in a shooting and you got in a shooting later on this was post a number of other post black rifle coffee I think
1: yeah I mean it was really I mean it was barely pre-pandemic really i mean we were still it was basically into the pandemic so i know that feels like it was 15 years ago everybody but (laughs) you know that was that was really only two years ago in the scheme of things that's a really small percentage of of how long i've been trying to pursue hobbies
0: yeah well and and just so the the if you haven't heard the shooting podcast sean did build his own AR. And did
1: you take it to Texas with you? I didn't um, mainly because when you're, when you're building your first thing uh, you tend to make a couple of mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) And one of the mistakes I made is that I didn't ensure that the buffer tube was perfectly straight before I assembled everything. And so when I ended up tightening everything and putting it all together, I very quickly learned that it didn't work. (laughs) And I needed to fix it. And that was right before the Texas trip. So Uh, I uh, didn't end up up taking it, but the course that I did take provided the AR as they provided the the long, long range rifles. So um, that was, that was a whole experience like in and of itself of doing that course. And I recommend anybody go back and listen to that podcast. I go into more depth of when I hung out of the side of the helicopter with an AR suppressed AR. Um, I encourage you to go listen. Uh, as a civilian, mind you. Um, but it's cool. it's other things cool. like, um, for example, um, there's a company in California in, or in San Diego and Vista called Sec 4 and they do um, training. and they do I got an email today that I'm going to be probably signing up for some classes in the next couple of weeks um where they're teaching uh, defensive and and evasive driving medical firearms and combatives training in in San Diego. Um and Arizona, actually. Uh, oh, what do you know? <laughs> well, um, I need some evasive driving in my yeah. life. These these drivers out here are crazy. Yeah, they're doing an ATA course in Tucson. Um, okay. yeah, so they do all kinds of stuff. It's things like this. It's recognizing that I don't have the skill sets that I want and being willing to pay to to go take a class from an expert to learn that skill set. Um, you know, I've I've I'm I'm considering taking some armorers courses. Uh, I've considered taking, uh, I've taken a couple of firearms courses. I've taken uh, tactical casualty combat care. Um, So that's TCCC. I've taken wilderness first aid. Um, Just things that I notice I have a deficiency in and I recognize that and I'm going to make it so I don't have a deficiency in that area. So I take a class. That's great. And
0: I I have a question too. So I don't, I'm not... A huge! I think I'll probably acquire more guns now that I'm out here in Arizona. Go figure. But mm-hmm. um, as of this point, I don't, you know, I don't have anything built into my daily routine. Is there something you do every, every, what, during the week to continue to keep your, your skills
1: sharp without to handle a gun correctly? Or. I, I haven't done it in a while. Um, admittedly with work, uh, it's dropped to the wayside, but. Um, I do need to work that back into my routine. There's a lot of dry fire, uh, drills that you can do, um, that you can do with a completely unloaded gun. Um, specifically, I usually do dry fire with handguns. You can do them with other things, but handguns, um, you know, wear a holster and then practice every day. Theoretically, if you're, if you own a gun, you should know how to use it inside and out with your eyes closed, um, Especially depending depending on the use, if you're using it as like home security or home defense, you need to know how to use it at 3 a.m. in the dark when someone's busting into your house. You need to you know you need to practice on that. So um, there are a lot of dry fire drills you can do, but really the the biggest piece of advice that I've I have for anybody who's recently bought a gun or who is thinking about it is the most important part is getting comfortable with it. Um, I mean, when I used to work from home full time, uh, what I would do is I would leave my gun case on the bed. And then when I would take a break from work, I would grab my gun and I would just use it. I would just play with it. I would, um, and I don't mean play with it as in irresponsibly. I'm just saying, take it apart, You know, break it down, put it back together, break it down, put it back together, feel the weight. Okay. Put it in my hand, put it on the table. Okay. Pick it up. Now put it back on the table, pick it up so that, you can become familiar with the tool because that's really all firearms are, are tools, and so you know you wouldn't pick up your first power tool and then just start you know busting into a new piece of wood with it. You would learn how to use it first. So that was that's my biggest piece of advice: is one, get comfortable with it, and then to any sort of continual training, dry fire, going to a range, uh, things like that are going to be the greatest way to keep your skills up.
0: Perfect. Well, thanks, Sean. That was really enlightening and i i can't wait to pick your brain more See, that's the great thing about having buddies like sean is you can just continue to pick their brain and get little tidbits of knowledge from i mean realistically like that's a lot of how the engineering community works right Yep. You, yep. like we're all so interested in so many different things and we're actually passionate about them so when you when you get somebody who like knows about black rifle coffee you always go to them about how to brew the best coffee when mm-hmm. you know somebody who knows how to shoot you're like dude how do i figure that out yeah so and 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 in my case it's hey john how do i stream and i say oh let me tell you uh that's the worst segue i've that ever was,
1: done in I, my life. i'll admit i was <laughs> yeah. i was like i don't know how we're gonna do this like shooting and streaming it's it's a hilarious combination um i think that was a great segue uh, yeah
0: uh, <laughs> so so i'm the streaming guy ladies and gentlemen and um As as Sean, it's kind of ironic. I love what you said at the beginning, Sean. You said shooting is an industry that called to me. And I'll tell you right now, streaming and honestly, just video production in general, YouTube, gaming, all of that has called to me since I was a young man in high school. I mean, I was the kid that didn't get beat. At Halo one v ones, all right. (laughs) This um, is this was, and I was serious. You can ask any of my brothers and sisters. You came in the room when I was playing. Get ready to get get bodied because it was you you could get deadly. Uh, I never physically. I just yelled a lot. That's all. (laughs) I'm not not talking about physical damage. Um, I'm just. I was kind of. I was full of testosterone at 18 years old, and just. Very upset after moving across country to to California, so I took it out on my siblings when I was gaming, um, and that's just a little, healthy, totally that healthy, totally healthy, totally <laughs> healthy. And and now here we are. I'm much healthier. Um, but this is an industry that I just love, and I will continue to love till probably the end of my life. End of my life. I I th- I can't say enough about what it is, and I saw the future. See, that's the thing that kills me to this day is that in my mind, I knew that that industry was going to blow up and it did. And it has, and it's still, the thing is you can still, I mean, what are we doing right now? Sean, did you, did you think 10 years ago we'd be sitting here talking to each other on on an open long
1: form? No, absolutely not. The fact that, that the, the direction that content creation has taken, I think that's really what streaming is, is embody is content creation. And the, the, realm in which we have moved into in the last five years of content creation is just unfathomable that that it's a thing like it's just crazy
0: the thing about it is is i don't like to talk about monetary gains very often but i mean we really you can't ignore the monetary power of youtube anymore and Mm. when you're talking about you can be literally a uh, just a somewhat okay person in the, in the ecosystem and be bringing in like 400, you know, 200 to 400 K a month. Yeah. I mean, so I, I, I hey man, I'm a numbers guy. We talk about finances. It's, it's here and it's here to stay. And it's something that, so taking all of that and, and getting on me all juiced up, cause I'm ready to talk about streaming this was something that I chose to really dive into after the birth of my first child, my daughter. And, uh, for me, it was a huge moment because I was actually able to shut everything down. Sean knows I left work. I took paternity leave and I wasn't there for three weeks. I actually took three weeks of time, uh, for that, for my daughter, just because I wanted to be there. I wanted to be Mm -hmm. a part of it. And during the, but the thing was, I wanted to have something that I could do that would keep my mind engaged and, and kind of separate the, oh I'm changing a dirty diaper every day to also do something I enjoy. And I'm a big Mm -hmm. fan of this. I think as dads and maybe there are dads out there uh, that listen to this, it's important to separate the dad father responsibilities with something you love. And I, I, I talk about this all the time with other fellow fathers, but just because you become a dad doesn't mean that you then be you lose your identity as a person. And I'll tell you that I do just as much now and Sean knows I oh yeah I, I do just as much now as I did when I didn't have kids. It I'm way more specific about my time. If you're trying to just throw something on the books, hey John, can you do this at the day before it's probably not going to work out. But I will make things happen for people and, and still handle business. I just went to Sedona. We, we got the mountain bike festival in Sean, and nice. holy, you better believe your boy was, <laughs> woo, I was on point. It was fun. Uh, so we'll have to dive into that a little bit further. Definitely. Let's just say it got dude. It was hail. It was rain. We got everything. <laughs> Inclement Dang. weather up the wazoo and we we're riding in the rain, sliding around up on the rock faces. <sighs> dude. Anyway, I'm getting off track, but this for me, the streaming was an opportunity for me to really pursue a creative outlet outside of those more monotonous fatherly duties of one, I'll say this going to the hospital without having a child and then coming home and having a child. That's a huge deal for Mm -hmm. not only myself, but my wife, we talked about it prior. It's like, what is this? Normally you don't have an exchange of that kind of, Gravity in life. So it was a huge deal. And so for me, it was when my daughter was napping, which was pretty often, actually, you, you have more time than you think. And that's why, if you're going to be a dad, get ready, like prep yourself mentally, because you're going to have a lot more time than you think if you have your child napping and trust me. You're gonna want them napping. <laughs> <laughs> nap
1: is often as possible. <laughs>
0: the nap is well, yeah. And during the day, I'm not a, like a big sleeper during the day. Like I just can't. So mm-hmm. I I went to streaming, and I would stream. I at this time I was I think I was streaming twice a day. I do a morning stint, and then I do an afternoon stint. And that only lasted for the three weeks. But man, it was amazing. And it it really again when you talk about time management, it really made me focus on. Trying to dial in the routine with my daughter. And then additionally, having like they talk about it all the time, but being a consistent streamer yields results. Mm -hmm. And I was able to see, you know, some various results. I mean, we're talking maybe I had 10 people watching me at one time, but 10 is better than one. That's true.
1: So, (laughs) so tell me what. I'll admit I'm like a dinosaur. Sometimes I'm not really familiar with the streaming world of what it is and what you were doing. So can you walk us through, like, what were those 10, one to 10 people? Like what, what were they watching you do?
0: Oh, so at this time I was highly engaged and devoted to the world of Fortnite. Okay. Yep. So that was kind of the big, the big one for me, um, that it was a hot game. So I wanted to be on something of that nature. And then uh, I was going for solo wins. So the beautiful thing about Fortnite is you can stream. It's a perfect streamer combination because not only can you play competitively, which is what I'm about, i mm-hmm. about having continued competition in when, I, when I'm gaming. And that's what I kind of search for. Uh, and so this is an arena style. You drop in you go up against a hundred of your best friends uh from all around the world which is awesome in itself and then it's king of the hill practically so last one standing is the is victorious got it and so you're pretty much just going for those solo wins and when you get close to the end like if you're actually good which i'm i'm pretty good i'm not i'm not the best i'm not the worst i'm a dad uh you know i'm a little i got my I got, I have my days. And the other thing I realized was my connection. Um, I stream through one PC. A lot of people do a dual stream setup, dual PC stream setup. So they stream on one, the one PC takes the load. And then you have another graphics card that runs the game. So you're able to then have better inputs and you have less input lag. I just have one graphics card to bear the load of both and you can do it. But what I realized is dude, I was trying so hard. I mean, I was like, Oh, like, I mean, I am. Tr- and not only are you trying so hard, you're, then you're entertaining. So I had all these like catchphrases <laughs> that I'd say, shout out to all the Agilis people that, that, that did tune in. But, um, I would, I would call it a power surge. So w- when I was on the verge of a power surge a victory, you know, I, I started like really coming up with all these catchphrases for the, for my stream. And it was that's awesome. So it was just fun. Cause I'd be like, I'm on the verge. I'm <laughs> on the verge. And, uh, people are like, what is this guy is, what is he doing? If they're joining in, they're probably like, this is insane. <laughs> um, and then, you know, the power tower was kind of my domain, like, okay. welcome, welcome to the power tower. All my viewers were the volts. So, you know, they gave me energy. They gave me power. Um, and yeah, so, should- <laughs> it's
1: like the, the crazy part, and I don't know if you've ever, like, if anyone's ever said this, but this is a great example of where a hobby shockingly can play into some real world skills like that can apply to so many different things. I mean, for example, these phrases, the power surge, the power tower, the, the, everything you're doing, like that is incredibly subtle marketing that you are creating catchphrases and creating a brand like within three weeks you created your own brand that you were selling to people convincing them to I mean they weren't purchasing anything from you but they were investing their time which isn't it they are giving you their time which is you know exchange of something and all it took was you know, that, and you were, you were a brand marketer. I mean, you were coming up with your own stuff. I mean, that's (laughs) That's... like, I mean, I've gone through three semesters of of marketing education and, and that's one of those things that, you know, you may not have known it, but that's really cool. Like that's really cool.
0: I'm glad you noticed because, Oh, I know it. This is, this is part of the, and this is what I'm telling you. I have been a fan of this industry for so long that I keep up with the, what it would take and what it means to be somebody so for instance i actually have my own stream package so you can't stream today and not uh so there's this visual uh you can there's a there's companies out there that make um icons for streams and so i had those and i had you know transitions and different screens that i turned on um for various like right when you cut you you make it as professional as you can you cut if in between matches, you cut to like a, a kind of a more animated screen mm-hmm. and then you talk and you go full screen. So you have different scenes to, to really bring the, okay. the viewer along. So I had to learn all that. I had to learn. I actually believe it or not, they're called overlays and people that are you can have either have static or dynamic overlays in your background. So I got a couple of those and that kind of brings you to that next level. Right. You're not just somebody out there with just a camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and then additionally, you're going to laugh at this one. I did actually pay to have my own kind of like Twitter and things built around my like power, power. Nice. And that was something I was really diving into before I had my son. And <laughs> then that's when the streaming took a, took a dive, uh. um, and so let's see. I, I wish I could. Let me see if I can share the screen here, just to just to show you. And maybe I'll share these one day uh, with the with the rest of the world. Um, do Can I do that on the Skype? I don't even know if I can. Or on Zoom. Here it is. Yeah, you should be able to. Oh, yes. Screen share. I'm going to show you Sean Bennett. Do it. So this was this was like my. Oh, that's I, so, yeah. I was that's I was so rad. Electronic Fort Daily, and I had like all these different things made for for backgrounds for Twitter yeah, for the, and for the yeah. viewers.
1: John's showing me a bunch of basically logos and marketing that he had done <laughs> so that he could market what he was doing on the various <laughs> platforms. Like that's that's no joke. Like this E4, is
0: for baby. One day it'll come back. Don't take it. Everybody who's listening is gonna, you gonna, gonna go Nobody, for it. I, th-
1: I think you have a very specific uh, niche brand with the fact that your last name is Power. There's so many things you can do with that as marketing. It's it's very versatile.
0: Well, and and that's kind of the goal is just just to continue to to thrive and survive in every way that we can. Kind of. So even though you're like it kind of goes back to exactly what you said, I put some money into this. Like I put mm-hmm. my own money into just. Man, it's like a it's like a dumb dumb little hobby. I mean, it it wasn't anything until I made it something, and yeah. it really was a lot of fun, and it's something that I continue to look back on. Is it's a huge deal for me, and. I think my main takeaway and what I want to end out on this one on specifically streaming is like nothing in life. You shouldn't do anything in life casually. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's kind of the, yeah, there's two things here that are, well, and this is for me again, I, I have a very specific view listeners. So don't, it's not that you can't do anything for just relatively for fun or that's not what I'm saying. I guess in my mind, it's just, if I'm doing something for myself, then I'm not going to do it going halfway. I'm going to go the full way Mm -hmm. and I'm going to really not hold anything back from the opportunity of having fun with it because it is fun. It's fun to develop your own and to think about catchphrases and things that you can do for your, for your viewers. And, um, even if it is two viewers. And again, I think people get wrapped around that concept of, oh, but it's only two people or it's only myself and one person watching, which is probably, maybe it's even just your mom. But you know what? All it takes is one bomb of a day on stream and you could have yourself a couple, I got offered like, hey, win this game, I'll give you $1,000. <laughs> that happened. I did not win the game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it was out there. And that's that's the thing that, A great lesson that people need, I think people need to pay attention to is there are, it's so easy to get caught up in the monetary value of everything. Am I making money doing this? Am I, is this a job? Is this a career? What, for example, streaming, if you only had one other person who's watching you, that one person is still telling you that they think that what you have is worth their time. And time is more crucial than most people realize. Time is life. Every second that we spend is one less second that we have to do the things that we, we love doing. And so if one person on streaming, one person's watching you or two people, those are people who have said, you what you are doing is more important than what I anything else in my life I've currently going on. So I'm going to sit here and watch it. That's pretty cool um, oh, yeah, man! Like that—that's not insignificant. That—that's crazy. And everyone's like, "I've like hundreds or thousands of people watching." Like, no, just one, just one, and you just completely validated that, That what you're doing is worth watching. Worth the effort, yeah, it's worth, worth the, effort. the
0: effort. Worth the time you're putting in. And I love that thinking of it in terms of time because it's that time is so valuable. And we were just talking before this, like how time affects you in so many different ways, like i st- I was breaking down the what what I was losing potentially a week in money by how fast this market is work is working out here in Arizona and across the u s. But um when you talk about the time you're spending, it's actually worth a lot of money when you're mm-hmm. trying especially when you're talking about things like this, like real estate and and it, well, even streaming, and I mean everything does come back to an exchange. And hopefully you're setting yourself up for having a good attitude with the time you're making or or you're taking, I should say. Mm-hmm. Like if you can have a positive attitude, I see it every single day, Sean, I come into work and I'm just I have a pot you, you know, you know my my oh yeah, my attitude when I come in. I, I love engineering, I love what I do, and so I come in and I'm ready to engineer, <laughs> even if I'm going to be doing the the simplest thing. I'm going to be engineering that simple thing to the best of my ability and with energy and people Mm -hmm. like that. People like that in the world. It doesn't, it doesn't matter the industry. Sean talked about, uh, shooting and that industry I'm talking about streaming. We've talked about jumping into new industries tonight, whether it be in the, uh, I jumped into space launch vehicles, Sean jumped into medical devices. You know, these are big jumps for us and big mindset hurdles, but we've taken positive attitudes and we're going to come out
1: like this. Ah! (laughs) We will, we will. And it's, it's, it all goes back to the quote in my mind of characters who you are under pressure and not who you are and everything is fine. If you are constantly pushing yourself to try new things, take chances and make mistakes, like we say all of the time, that's when you truly discover who you are as a person, who your character is and those are the moments you look back on when you are, you know, in your rocker as an old person sitting there next to the love of your life, looking back and saying, did I live a good life? It's those moments where you look back and say, when this, when things, when the proverbial ish hit the fan, I was cool and I was collected and I, I am proud of the character and person who I was. And that's more crucial than anything in life.
0: Oh, my goodness. Couldn't have said it better myself, Sean. Beautiful, wonderful. And remember, we love ending with this one. But no one hobby can be the end all be all. You can always grow in these aspects based on any single hobby that you take on. It could be something tomorrow. It could be something the next day. But remember to take a positive attitude and you are going to thrive. Sean's going to be sitting on his porch, sitting next to the love of his life. Hopefully, Uh, I'll be there next to him too, just patting his leg and uh, (laughs) saying that a boy, we did it. We made it. And you got your BRCC sponsorship, (laughs) buddy. (laughs) My end goal in life. (laughs) That is your secret end goal. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep putting it out there. Please do. uh, Sean, man, I miss you so much. It has been a wonderful time spending this evening with you and listeners. I hope you've enjoyed this opportunity to dive into the mind of sean and myself we are big hobbyists and big fans of life in general so if you have any questions again reach out to us at our gmail on our website we will be sure to get back to you and we hope you're all doing wonderful welcome back sean we're closing it down tonight
1: we are. I just want to thank everybody out there for, for listening and for, you know, holding it out while we were dealing with some stuff going on with, with both of our lives. So appreciate for you hanging out. And I'm, I cannot wait to, to spend more time together. We back.